Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. This just in. You're listening to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast News Podcast. Hello, my name is Jay, joined by Troy as always. We are here to bring you some sexy action news. How are you, Troy? Sexy and full of action. Yes, boy. Ready to give you the news. Yeah, it's it's a news after dark this week because we're recording at 10.30 in the p.m. In the um, p.m.? We've oh, a couple yeah. of alcohols because we've had busy days. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Just to pull the curtain back, normally we do this on like a Friday afternoon. We're a lot more civilised. Yeah, <laughs> usually lunchtime on a Friday. Tonight it's the night. Getting ready for some Smackdown and AEW from still away. Let's do this anyway. Um, so, Fightful Selector report on Eva, Eva Marie's return to WWE has many questions what the plan is for it after her vignettes. Fightful's been told the work and plan isn't for her to wrestle, but to use, to use her as a vehicle to get help uh, to help get another female talent over the deal to bring even Rian has been worked out for a long time before the vignettes appeared a uh, cultaholic reported in like September of last year um and it's in no way a response to WWE releasing other women's wrestlers um I mean Jesus if they're doing that why are they doing so, devoting so much time to the vignettes yeah that's that's a really fucking weird one if that's true. Like, okay, well, the first question from that is, if she's not there to wrestle and she's there to get another, not other female talent, another, like, to me, that sounds like one. I could yeah. be wrong, but to me, that sounds like an individual. Who's she getting across on Raw? I, Lana? Ross? Lana? Lana's not a bad choice. I mean, the thing with Lana is, though, like, they could have done the same thing which they were doing with Naomi, where Naomi was helping her get better at being a wrestler. Yeah. And allowed Naomi the time to wrestle. I mean, Mm -hmm. that being said, Naomi's not the best talker, is she? Maybe she'd benefit from someone like that, like a mouthpiece. Yeah, but is even Maria a good mouthpiece? Like, I... I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Like, it's been so long since I saw even Marie, like, in WWE. Like... From, from a promo on Raw yeah. this week, like they actually had her talking on one of the vignettes. Right. She felt a bit wooden. Mm. Like she, she's charismatic, but yeah, she's like the got the charisma of like the Bellas where they've had like a load of like NyQuil or something. And a little bit drowsy. <laughs> hey, NyQuil got me through my flight back from Texas. Like I'm awful with planes, but NyQuil knocked me out. And and that's kind of how I feel when the Bellas are on screen. And I don't mean knockout in a good way either. <laughs> Not like Impact Women's Division then, no. No. No, no. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. It was, 
It'd be interesting. It's she's it's been quite I mean, a divisive thing bringing her back, hasn't it? Um, I think she's going to get unmercifully booed when she does return in front of crowds. Yeah, that's the well, thing. Is, I think hopefully they they are aware of that as well, so they bring her back as an all out shit house heel. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping like this sort of coming back as like an inspirational figure and all that um, is kind of like a ploy for them to basically do a turn when she like debuts. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that could be the case. I hope it is. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to some more positive news. Kofi Kingston has announced on Instagram that he and his wife are expecting their third child. Amazing. Baby! Baby! Um, <laughs> congratulations, Kofi. Mm. Top lad. Massive. Um, That's awesome. Really, yeah. really good news. Lovely yeah. stuff. Now I just need to give him the uh, WWE title so I can congratulate the Tory present. Yes. I wouldn't be against Kofi Mania 2 if that if it means that. Absolutely. Um WWE have revealed their next three stops on this this summer's return to touring. It was announced that Friday, 23rd of July, episode of SmackDown will take place at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, WWE will then head to the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, um, in Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. And um, for the Monday, um, that'll be for the Monday, the July 26th episode of the Raw. And the Friday, July 30th episode of SmackDown will be held at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Nice. Yeah. Looks like oh. they're just going to have three dates every week, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it'd be nice if they toured over here again. At some, I, I mean, I don't see it happening anytime soon, but... Oh, no. It'd be nice. Not, I don't know. not until not. everywhere's got the shit in order, I guess. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I, me and a friend joked a while ago, like a, a couple of years ago, actually. Um, he's really into his NFL. Uh, and obviously, obviously, I'm into my wrestling. Uh, but we were looking at flights for him to go over and watch an NFL game. And flights, I think at the time it was New York. Uh, and flights there with like Norwegian Air, were like £250 return or something mental. And I was like, we can time that for when there's wrestling like around the kind of New York, New Jersey, whatever area. Be incredible. But I don't know, all these places and traveling over there just for that. Like, yeah. a bit much. Anyway. That's cool. As long as, um, as long as it's all safe, as long as it's not at full capacity and they're not going mental, it'll be nice to have crowds back. We've said this before, and we'll continue to reiterate it. Absolutely. Moving on, sad news. This this is a really up and down news. We're kind of like, here's some shit news. Here's some good news. Here's some good news. Here's some shit news. Here's some shit news. Yeah. Alexa Bliss, bless her. Um, her pet pig, Larry Steve, uh, has passed away. She announces on her Instagram earlier this week. A week? Week. Uh, and this is what caused her to miss this week's episode of Raw. Um, she was backstage, uh, but not used. Uh, but she was trying to find uh, a vet for Larry Steve. And apparently, whatever the condition was, the vet wouldn't treat him. And so sadly, he passed away. That is a crying shame. Um, if you follow her on Instagram and Twitter that like it was inseparable and even Buddy Murphy um, obviously they were together weren't they a while ago but 
Larry Steve was still very much a part of Alexa's life when 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 Murphy and, and her were together, uh, and he posted up a picture as well of him and Larry Steve and said that he was absolutely beside himself. So yeah, really really sad news. Um, I'm not a big pet person, so I've never had that kind of loss. Um, but my partner is, and, and many many friends are, and from my experiences of being around them when they've lost a, a pet, um, it's it's like losing a a loved one, uh, like a member of the family. So yeah, commiserations and and you know heartfelt uh, condolences to Bliss for losing yeah. that. Yeah, see, seeing a Twitter feed, um, well, like a tweets that were coming out, like she was asked, like obviously frantically asking for people in new vet that would treat the pig mm-hmm. um and that he- the vet that she normally used like pretty much refused so I, d- I don't know the ins and outs of what was up for them but it sounds like it wasn't great like wasn't good mm-hmm. um and yeah thoughts with her hope she's all right yeah um yeah oh boy i've got a meaty one yeah. um so <laughs> speaking with leaders business um stephanie mcmahon discussed the benefits of uh, the peacock merger um she said, WWE always wants to be slightly ahead of the curve. Not so far ahead of the curve that people don't understand what we're doing and certainly not behind. It's not like them. Uh, mm. we, we were one of the first to launch our direct-to-consumer property, WWE Network, over seven years ago. And we're one of the first in our license for our content to Peacock, working with the best-in-class partners, NBCU, who have been our partners for over 30 years. This enables us to... Um, to also not have to be competitive in a technology streaming environment and allows us to do what we want, what we do best, which is content production and storytelling. She's not been watching Raw, has she? Clearly not, because that's she, not what you do. She hasn't watched Raw in the last fucking 12 months, has she? <laughs> um, Stephanie continued, revealing there was one drawback as WWE has access to less data on Peacock. It's consistent that we're still getting our data not as much data, so maybe that's a little bit of a downside. But when you think about the economic scale reach and added value for our fans, our fans were paying nine ninety nine per month for all the network. Now with Peacock, if they want to continue to pay nine ninety nine, they certainly can for the ad free model. But they also get all the additional content across Peacock. They can also do the four ninety nine model, which is ad supported, or there's a free model. It's added that it's added value for our fans' economic scale and reach for WWE and reaching more people and bringing them into the fold. I mean. I, it's it certainly makes it more accessible, doesn't it? It does. I didn't realise that there was kind of tears to it. So there's a nine ninety nine version with no ads, a four ninety nine version with ads. What does the yeah. free model? I assume the free model is like the free model would be like the free version of WWE. Yeah, with ads. Like the, well. Yeah, the free version of the WWE Network was like. I'm trying to think what I don't know. It, it had certain documentaries and stuff like that and certain like people Select like those. yeah um and like youtube content and stuff like that and then if you want to pay for pay for it you get like all the pay views and so like that. that being yeah. said one thing i've noticed they've done recently on the network for te- for 9.99 the fucking cheeky bastards is they've integrated adverts hey. only for their own content but like when you start, like when I was watching NXT UK yesterday, I started it. There was an advert for like the RVD thing, and it was like an it was like an unskippable. Oh really? Was like vid- video will start after that. Those cheeky bastards. Oh, oh, I see. Mm. 
I mean, it's it's savvy, isn't it? Like it's 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 business. Of course, it's they're going to part. Yeah, it's it makes sense, I guess. Um, cold blooded business practices of WWE. Cold blooded. <laughs> Unity. <laughs> Moving on, uh, releases this week, of which there have been a few. First of which are the mutual agreement of WWE coming to terms with Adnan Verk's release. He'd been commentating on Raw since the Raw after Mania and have received a lot of criticism from fans, um, us included, I think. Um, I know we'd mentioned. I liked Adnan. I actually liked him. I, I didn't mind him, but. He was very upbeat. Yeah, it was exciting. It didn't have much, like, you would tell you didn't have a great deal of knowledge on the product, but I mean, come on. I mean, guy, guy like that, you don't need them to. You just, like, Cole didn't at first. No. And that's the thing, just just, just, just give him a chance. That's what's mm. disappointing is that they'd given him all of, what, six, eight weeks, two months yep. at best, and just, I don't know. I think it's a bit soon for me. Give the guy six months at least. Yeah. Give someone six months to, to get embedded into that. Like you said, Michael Cole came in with, with very little knowledge. I guess you could argue it was a different time. Like They can afford to be kind of like chop and change with who they do and don't have. But mm. at the same time, just let someone find their feet. Um, yeah. But yeah, like he'd been there since the Raw after Mania. He received a lot of criticism from fans. Um, Adam Vert then went on to tweet, thanks to WWE for a wonderful opportunity. The weekly travel, along with my other jobs, was a grind for me and my family. I'm grateful to everyone within the company, especially Corey Graves and Boris Saxon, for being such fantastic teammates. Um, I'm going to say, he said, due to the weekly travel, where are you travelling, mate? Because you're only in the Thunderdome at the moment. He's He does other stuff, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Oh, sorry. I thought he was exclusive to WWE. No, I think he does other... I, I think he does other stuff. I think he was like a baseball commentator or something like that. Oh, okay. So, but either way, like his travel as well, I guess, from wherever he lives in the country mm. to Jack... Well, Jack, sorry, yeah, to Tampa. Tampa, yeah, yeah. Because not not everyone lives in Florida, do they? For not everyone's biggie, and they live like twenty minutes from wherever they're filming it. <laughs> no, um, but it's it's shit to hear. Like I say, it, it, you give people like a little bit of time to bed in there, and not two months. But he is good. He's good at what he does. Clearly, otherwise they wouldn't have brought him on. And I'm sure he'll continue to go on to to bigger and better things away from this. It will, however, be interesting to see who they replace him with um, because one person I thought they would is also no longer there, if you want to go on to that. Yeah, well, um, before we get to who's actually replacing him, <laughs> um, <laughs> WWE, WWE also released the man that Vic replaced who would have probably been like a logical choice to kind of replace Vic with Tom Phillips. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been in the company for nine years since 2012 and has He's got the uh, distinction of, be of being one of the only people to have commentated on every single show that WWE produces. So he used oh, so to... Five, NXT, NXT UK, NXT UK, Raw, Smackdown, Smackdown, main events. 205 lot. 
Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I really like Tom Phillips as a, a commentator. I really Tom Phillips. Um, and a lot, he, he felt, a lot of people have said this on, I've seen saying this on Twitter, I don't know Mick Foley was very vocal about it. He felt almost like the heir apparent to Michael Cole. Yeah, 100%. Like that lead announcer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, the, the other thing that, like, kind of went under the radar a bit was he was pretty much like the number two to Michael Cole, like, as far as like the production of the commentators. Yeah. He oversaw all that. So I'm guessing, like, I mean, I don't know who the, num- the person who'd be taking that role now. Um, there, there was also, I've, I've not got this in our news notes, but there was also a lot of um, like behind the scenes cuts as well. Um, people uh, that, that I can't remember his name now, I feel really bad about that. But um, <laughs> Woods mentioned there was, a, there was a guy who got released who was basically like a vice president or something. He, he was the reason that Woods got the time to like do set, like stuff on the WWE app. He allowed them to do that, like stuff like that. Like just promos for the online, um, mm-hmm. and kind of develop his character organically. And he also was the driving force behind creating up, up, down, down forwards. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of basically tenured members of staff that that wouldn't have been expecting to get the release that got released this week. Yeah. Um, and it it sounds like because of the pandemic, WWE have basically condensed like condensed the company they, i know they've merged like a lot of departments into one big department now which is overseen by kevin dunn right. um as far as like production goes for like the uh, online side of things um and then obviously the tv shows and the graphics for all the tv shows and stuff like that it's all yeah, kind yeah. of been amalgamated into one big division as opposed to little subdivisions for that one division i see um and yeah, it, it's I, something else that I didn't actually put down here. But again, Meltzer was kind of Meltzer's been kind of speculating on this. Is that it seems almost as if um, obviously Nick Khan's the guy who's in charge there. No relation to Tony. Um, <laughs> he it it seems like he's trying to like lower the amount of people working in the company to make it look more profitable as if he was going to be like, they're going to try and sell the company. Really? Um, and well, yeah, I mean, it, it would be kind of like the perfect time for them to do it, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And the other side of it is maybe them having like new ownership would be like almost like a fresh perspective of the product. True. True. And they'd massively benefit from it. But who knows? Hmm. Mm. Interesting times. We will see. Yeah. We will see. Um, sticking with the commentary desk uh, for WWE, Wrestling Observer announced that WWE's replacement for Adnan Verk will be Jimmy Smith, who had previously done commentary for UFC and Bellator and has worked pre-shows for NXT TakeOvers. Uh, the last one he did, was it the last takeover? And he was on the pre-show for that. Stand and delivery. He was on both nights. Stand and delivery. Yeah. And he was, he, he awesome. was on the, he was on the cross baller prime target as well the other week. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's really, yeah, I, I, I really liked him. I thought yeah. I've, I've heard him like doing commentary in UFC and Bellator before as well. He's, 
Uh, I think he'll probably probably take to it like a duck to water. Like you said, he's been quite like open and honest about it, saying like he's a massive Bruiser Brody fan, a big Mr. Perfect fan, mm. but he's not really kept up to up to date with the the product today mm-hmm. until like about six months ago when he joined the company. Right. Um but he said he's gonna take the time to get to know the talent and do his best to kind of portray them in the way they want to be portrayed. Yeah, so yeah. already sounds like a positive um hopefully a really genuine Yeah I'm genuinely quite excited to see what he does on Raw this week. Yeah. Um yeah I mean can't be any worse than that, can he? Bless him. <laughs> um, from Raw to the Summerfest, um, WrestleVotes and Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast are both reporting that there are talks within WWE to have SummerSlam in Vegas on Saturday the 21st of August at time of recording. Ooh, WWE. A Saturday! Well, WWE have actually announced that it's happening that date. Yes. About an hour or so ago um, awesome. at time of recording. Um, so they're going to be talking about that a lot on SmackDown. Uh, I, I think it's brilliant. Uh, just before we kind of move on to everything else that was said here, um, I think it's brilliant doing pay-per-views on Saturday. I love it. Um, yeah. Tony Khan was talking about uh, the reason he chose AEW for it, and he said, well, it's better for the international audience because not everyone's on American time. Yeah, and he said he said the the, re, the only time that AEW will normally do a pay per view on a Sunday is if it's a bank holiday weekend. Okay, so um, hopefully WWE get that message as well and go, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, fine, yeah. that's fine. Um, <laughs> so yeah, WrestleVotes uh, added uh, to this um, update. Twenty first uh, of August is currently provisional, according to a source. Uh, the Pacquiao fight wasn't announced until. 21st of May. No updates since on the document being circulated. Um, the 22nd and Saturday the 7th are shown as holds. WWE's preference is a Saturday. However, being honest, I'm not entirely sure where it stands as of now. Uh, Fightful added to this in an update on this year's SummerSlam. Um, there will still be lots of wheels in motion regarding the date and actual location. The varying reports we've seen regarding locations have all seemingly been true at some point. But there was much back and forth over whether, whether, oh, sorry, over where and when the show should actually take place. But we're told WWE hope to announce the news by Memorial Day, which is, I believe, Sunday. Okay. Um, Sports Business Journal uh, reported the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, which is where WrestleMania 39 is going to be taking place. Yeah. Um, NRG Stadium in Houston and the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, as well as the MetLife Stadium in New York and Nissan Stadium in Nashville were all in consideration. The Allegiant is under the impression that it's happening in Las Vegas. When we, when they asked for confirmation that a deal had been signed, they couldn't get that. And they're told that multiple major names tentative, tentatively attached to the show uh, that play into this as well. I'm guessing by that they mean like celebrities and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Co- Big comebacks. There have been rumours flying around um, all week about uh, Cena maybe coming back to face Roman at SummerSlam, um, and it seems like before before Cena pledges allegiance to the great nation of China, 
Uh, <laughs> they were definitely in talks to that. Yeah. Um, WrestleVotes also added that um, there's so much wildness this year's SummerSlam regarding date, location, and planning that's yet to leak out. I'm certainly not going to do it because, to be quite honestly, to be quite honest, it's a disaster, and I don't need that blood on my hands, especially if Vegas doesn't end up happening. Sheesh. So Jesus, <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like there's a lot of like moving parts to this, mm. and it's one we'll definitely be keeping an eye on in the next couple of weeks. Okay. I guess uh, uh, they they haven't when they announce the date, they haven't actually announced where it's going to take place. Just the date, mm-hmm. so that would indicate that maybe it's not happening in Vegas. Oh, moving on, something else that we are deaf. Definitely going to keep our eyes and ears on. Although, maybe take it with a pinch of salt. I don't know. But there's been an awful lot of chatter about it in the last, not even 24, less than 24 hours. Literally. It was this morning it broke. Six, 12 hours, I don't know. Broke the 12 hours about. Yeah. According to a new report by Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling have been in talks about WWE being the exclusive American partner of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Reportedly, these talks date back to late March, early April, and would include WWE sending talent and allowing its top stars to work in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ooh! That Kamatonga's been a little bit vocal of a few things that he's put out in the last few hours about that. Well, Drew just straight up called out a card, didn't he, on Twitter? Yes, he did. Yes, um, yes he did. Which, yeah, please, give me that, please. Oh. I mean, a card versus anybody in WWE would be, inc- like... Wow. Inc- a card versus Orton would be, like, a dream match for anyone. Yeah. Card um, of Starro, card of Reigns, oh. card of Rollins. Oof. Can you oh. imagine a card versus Ro- Roman, though? Like, oh. a card... Akada would have to be the guy to the throne Roman if that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Because like he's like a tier above everybody else. Yeah. Um, anywhere, ever. Tanahashi versus Cena as well. The match that everyone's like... <laughs> um, Don't do that to me. <laughs> I mean, th- there's obviously... the re- So the reason that behind this, uh, something broke out from PW Insider not that long ago, um, that the reason these talks started taking place is because Daniel Bryder basically voiced his intentions of going to New Japan um, once his contract had expired. So WWE wanting to keep hold of him and kind of wanting to open that door to a a degree of open the talks. Obviously, the elephant in the room is that currently Impact and AEW are very much working with New Japan. And the the big word there being exclusive, yeah, um, yeah. Which I mean, yeah, it's it's good for WWE. I, I I personally really like the kind of dynamic that we've had the last like a couple of months where AEW and Impact have just had random New Japan guys just show up, like Satoshi Kojima just showing up and on Impact last night, decided he wants to have a match with him. With Joe Gordon from Violent by Design, so we going to? Why um, not? <laughs> why not? Probably going to chop the shit out of loads of people. Uh, Yuji Nagata <laughs> obviously had that awesome match with John Moxley as well on. Um, yeah, man. Dynamite a few weeks ago. Rocky yeah, Romero yeah. showing up. 
in on AW Dark Elevation and had a match. And then we got like a nice little Rapongi Vice reunion, which was awesome. Yeah. And um, yeah, I this is the thing as well. Like the the other side of it, which it, it, they're not necessarily taken into consideration, is there's a lot of guys from America who do a lot of stuff with New Japan who wouldn't be able to do that if WWE were the partner because they're tied to other companies like the likes of Leo Rush, for example. Um, The Good Brothers, obviously the big two being Moxley and Jericho. Yeah. Um, There's been so much rumours about uh, Kenny going back to New Japan and doing a few there for the world for the world title um yeah it, it's as exciting as it is and i'm not i'm not trying to like rule it out and say oh i don't want this because it would be awesome yeah. any any kind of talent exchange for me is compelling because oh, really yeah exactly you're seeing like the the other thing we're not taking into account is the fact that like if new japan and wwe are working together that means WWE can use the Bullet Club. That means AJ Styles and Finn Balor can just show up in the Bullet Club. Yeah. Um, Nakamura could show up back in chaos. Um, Yeah, I mean, either either way, if WWE get exclusivity on this, it's very cool. My other side of it is, as I said, I, I like that AEW and Impact have got this kind of working relationship where it's so unpredictable. We don't know when anyone can or, can or may show up. It's just, yeah, oh, yeah. shit, here's this person. Like Even like Jericho when he was fuming with Tanahashi and he just like, mm-hmm. and he was AEW champion and he just shown up in like that room full of Tanahashi dummies like yeah. beating the shit out of them with Floyd the Bat. Like, <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't get that anymore. We can get that. We wouldn't, like a lot of it, we wouldn't get that surprise element and that's what's kind of... Mm. That, that's my only gripe with it, but either way, it would be exciting, I think. Yeah. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, there's, there's plenty of dream matches there, isn't there? Um, um, finally, finally get Osprey versus Rollins as well, probably, I imagine. Oh. Um, moving on anyway to NXT, um, slash NXT UK. Um, Fightful has been informed that there are plans for additional call-ups to Raw and SmackDown, including talent from both NXT and NXT UK. Um, we aren't sure as to whether we aren't sorry, we aren't sure when or how many, but we've been told the talent in NXT have been speculating speculating amongst themselves who will be called up in recent weeks. Fightful's been told most Trent Seven, do it to me now. Do it, cowards. <laughs> Fightful has been told multiple have been planned or at least in the works for a while, spanning across both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, obviously, we've already seen Mansoor and Rick Boogers, or Rick Boogs, sorry, um, handsome Rick Boogs showing up. Um, <laughs> and he was doing like the Old Spice Night Panther stuff before, wasn't he? Yeah, like, he was. <laughs> before they actually let him just be Rick Boogs, which is just Elias, but better. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting that NXT UK is there for me. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I don't know, because I don't know who they could possibly mean they'd be calling up unless it's Volta. 
And yeah. the way they book Volta, why would they call him up to main roster? Because the fact that he kind of just shows up as like the final boss, like he's essentially Brock of NXT, isn't he? If he was going to be called up to main roster, he'd have to come in and straight away dethrone Roman or Bobby. Mm. If they're going to book him the same way that they have done in NXT UK, there's no way you bring him in and just have him oh, Bobby. about. They they wouldn't they wouldn't put they wouldn't put Volta and Rowan near each other. No. Nah. Um, they'd save that for a mania, I'd imagine. But Bobby on the other hand, do yeah. a little hoss fight in SummerSlam. Have <laughs> Volta just chopping Bobby out the air, Bobby bumping his ass off for him be awesome. <laughs> Who else though? Like NXT UK. Dave Master. Nathan Nathan Frey nah not Master, he's told. Uh Nathan Fraser was the one I was thinking about, or potentially Akid, because oh yeah, he's yeah, just dropped brought, the Heritage Cup. Brought Akid over, it just be well. I say that he'd just be dumped on two hundred five live. At least on NXT, they're making a big deal about. Yeah, his I don't know if, if it's calling him up to Raw or SmackDown. Oh, they, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have him like almost fit into that Daniel Bryan category of a like. Yeah, because the styles are almost identical, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a bad show. Hmm. But yeah, we'll keep an eye on that as well. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I imagine at time of recording, SmackDown starts in an hour and a half. I imagine we'll have more to talk about on our review of that tomorrow. Yeah. We do. Uh, next up, sticking with NXT, Alexander Wolf revealed that a sanity reunion was in the works before the pandemic. While talking to the Ringsiders Wrestling Podcast, he said, going back to the plan, actually the plan before the pandemic was to bring Sanity back together. But then the pandemic hit and Eric Young got released. And what I know is, uh, and what I know is that not even Triple H knew about Eric Young leaving. The only thing, uh, and Eric Young, he said in an interview, he and Triple H, uh, were one of the first guys to give him the call and say, sorry, man, I didn't know about that. And I don't know, uh, I don't know, this is just guessing, but they probably tried to rehire him. Um, as I can relate right now, there's no animosity and no hatred, but it's a sour pill to swallow. They kind of deny you like that. Um, that they kind of deny you and you'll kind of think, uh, and you kind of think, okay, guys, um, you don't want to have that for me. Fuck you. We're all humans. We all feel. Um, sorry, it, it was a quote that I was reading out there, so it was kind of... There's, there's <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, the plan was to bring Sanity back, just to have all three of us together, and then we would feud with three guys of Imperium, and then they'd have to figure out what we can do, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, because of this, and even Eric Young being gone from the company, that they were going to do something with Killian Dane, and maybe me and Drake Maverick together, and then somebody else. Uh, we form a kind of sanity 2.0, uh, where a lot of people would say, where's Eric Young, where's Eric Young? Because, you know, they have to complain. But in the end, um, it didn't happen that way. In the end, uh, they just did budget cuts, and then uh, I got told I was on the list for that. Uh, so they will not fire me, because my contract is up on the 15th of June, and they will just not renew it at that point. That's a shame. Yeah, um, he's been doing a lot of like media the last week, as now now called Axel Tisha. Yeah, the Axeman. Um, he did a really good interview uh, on Cultology YouTube channel actually, 
um, yeah. where he, he he talks about a lot of stuff, but he talks about that in quite in depth. And he's like, yeah, like I would have even bringing like Drake, and he said, and he said like uh, sanity, like they they basically pitched what Retribution were doing when they first showed up, really for their call up, and uh, it got it kind of just got knocked back. Um, Bloody hell. It's a shame, like, all, all the members of Sanity, obviously we've only got two left in WWE now, but all of them were, like, so talented. Two? Um, Nikki Cross and Killian Day. Oh, yes, of course, sorry. Um, and it would it would have been cool to see Sanity back, I think. Um, oh, for sure. I love Sanity. I thought they were awesome. Yeah. And as soon as they came over to SmackDown, it was just like... They, they got called up way too quick. Yeah. Um, they did fuck all on SmackDown. They had yeah. like a really good match. Was it? It was either with New Day or the Usos. I think it was the Usos. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he beat New Day in the tables match as well? Did they? I'm sure they did. Um, but yeah, they, they got. They, they for me, were like one of the first like real victims of like yeah. the bad call ups. Yeah. Like they were one of the really. Because they would just change that much and dilute it, and yeah, 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 yeah. Such a shame. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to see what Axel Tisha does though on mm. the independence. Awesome. He's, he's spoken a lot about the state that wrestling in Germany and the rest of Europe is in, and almost like he, he wants to kind of like build his own promotion. Build the resurgence and build that. Up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do it. Well, he was part of like the initial like. Like Spike in German wrestling, him yeah. and Volta and um, Marcel Barthel. Yeah. To name a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Very, very, very excited to see what he does next. But it's a shame we didn't get another sanity thing. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, WrestleVote tweeted an update on Finn Balor. Uh, obviously, he lost to Karrion Cross this week on NXT. Saying, regarding Finn Balor, I'm told members of the Raw creative team have asked for him for months now. No edict has come down from the top yet, Yankin and from Orlando. The NXT crew adores Balor, so unless the main roster has major plans for him, I think he's going to be okay where he is. Good. So, if he goes back to fucking Raw or SmackDown, we know what's going to happen. I mean, I wouldn't hate him feuding with Lashley at the moment. Really? Them set With them saying major plans, that would indicate a title feud, wouldn't it? I mean, they did the same when he got called up the first time. They, they gave him the title in a month. They, they like, gave him the universal, they gave him the, like, a new championship within his first month there. Not not even New Japan had the plums to put the fucking main title on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. The best they did was the junior heavyweight because of the, his size. So, he, I mean, we all know how good Finn Balor is. He's yeah. Yeah. probably a guy who should be in the argument for best wrestler in the world right now. Yeah. Based on his work in the last like 18 months. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's, I think it's criminal that WWE haven't done as much with them. Yeah. With them on me. Like, I mean, he was always getting used, but he wasn't always getting used. Not used properly though, was he? Like, they they had the right idea when they gave him the Intercontinental title, but then everything that subsequently came from that was like, oh, Mm. Well, this is this is good. Um, I I mean, I'd love to see 
this version of Balor in a feud with Bobby Lashley over the WWE title. Mm. I think that that would that would be um, the thing I'd use to freshen up Raw for sure. Yeah. Even having feuding with Sheamus for the US title, it freshened things up. It's good, cool. Um, yeah. Battle of two, two Irish guys battling each other. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'm glad that, I'm glad he's still in NXT, though. I'm, yeah, just, I'm just scared he just fucking do the whole demon hunting again. Mm. Moving on, back to cuts. Uh, and cuts within NXT UK, uh, aside from Alexander Wolfe, Fightful revealed that Josiah Williams was part of this week's cuts. He'd recently performed uh, Cameron Grimes' entrance music. This is another disappointing one. Didn't, he get, furloughed in the, didn't he get furloughed or released in the first round, like last year? He got furloughed, and they not long brought him back. Jeez. They, they only brought him back, like, probably February. Christ, they were, the Our, thing is as well, like they were training him up to do so much stuff. Like he's a really charismatic guy. Yeah, he's a very talented musician. Mm-hmm. Um, they were training him to be like a ring announcer, a backstage interviewer. I think I think they were training him to be a commentator as well. Like, and he would have probably excelled at all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, you look at how shit some of the music that WWE's current like music division are putting out, Death Rebel. Mm-hmm. And you've got Josiah Williams just sat there. Like a fucking talented, talented producer. Yeah. Sat there on the wayside doing nothing. Um, yeah, th- this one really sucks. This one really, really sucks. I'm really pissed yeah. off about this, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I- I've been saying, as as you know, for months, until Roman got his new music, I was just saying, just have Josiah rap over his current music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it would have been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Like I mean, arguably Roman's new music is the only good music Death Rebels put out. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Like I can't, I genuinely think this is like such a fucking mistake. And he, mm. he does he does some entrance music for people in AEW. I think he does entrance music for someone in Impact as well. Um, oh. he, he's he's not going to be sure for offers of work. Uh, Definitely not, especially. Especially when you you think that we've just had what like twelve people released who are going to need new entrance yeah. music when we show up on the indies. Imagine him rapping over Samoa Joe's old tune. Ooh. Me, Adam was just looking like banger of a beat. Anyway, so, Samoa Joe is the only one who's all right. He's got his fucking uh, impact music. Oh yeah, he'll 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 have it. They'll, they'll probably let him just use his impact music because <laughs> he's, <laughs> let's face it, he's going to impact. He isn't he? Or Tony Carnal will buy uh, the Chambers here by Jar the Kiss and it'll be like Joe and Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> either way, it'll slap. Um, <laughs> anyway, according to, let's move on, according to Matt Men's Andrew Zarian, Ted DiBiase is bringing the million dollar belt back for his NXT storyline with Cameron Grimes. It's not confirmed how or how long it will be used on TV. Um, based on this week, this, this week, didn't we? On the NXT review, yeah. Um, I, I get the impression we're probably going to be getting some kind of a LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, yeah, I get that yeah. impression. <laughs> um, a million dollar belt, yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. Effect. Yeah, very exciting. Sure. These, 
yeah, that was cool. Like it's, I don't mind that. Like I don't want it in there like forever. Like I don't want it as a permanent title because then it, it could just end up becoming a little bit of a joke. But I think for a while, for, for a little bit, I think it could be quite fun. And yeah. I've enjoyed everything they've done so far with, with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. And yeah, this is another wrinkle to that kind of storyline, which I think it will benefit from massively. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Should yeah. we talk? It's a big weekend for AW. Uh, should we it talk is. some AW? Yeah, man. Um, first little bit. Uh, all ego, Ethan Page, is expecting his second child. A baby boy, he revealed on his Twitter this week. All the wrestlers having Bambinos this week. Little pygmies. Top shaggers, Kofi Kingston and Ethan Page. Top, top shaggers, Ethan Page and Kofi Kingston. Congrats. Yeah. All ego, Ethan Page. Good news. Congrats, indeed. I've um, I've got some breaking news here, actually, in uh, regards to AEW. Um, if, if this is true, it's big. Sports Illustrated are reporting that Kenny Omega is... Oh, it's an interview? Okay. Kenny Omega said in an interview with Sports Illustrated that with the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight title being vacated, he's thrown his name in the hat to go after it. Um, They've only confirmed uh, one of the people who were fighting for the vacated title. They've not compared confirmed his opponent and that being a Carter. Damn. So if we get a Carter versus Omega 5. Jesus. Especially like this version of Omega where he's like arguably at his best he's been in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a Carter who's got the story that he's not held the belt since he lost it to Kenny. Oh, that's competitive. Like that, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's he's basically he's not he's not like outright said this is going to be this. He just kind of said, "I've got my sights set on this." So, yeah, um, yeah. That, that's literally just in the last like ten minutes broke. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Um, what's what's next, Troy? I thought I thought you were in that next bit. Well, because I've just had because I've just had the breaking news. I just jumped oh. in at that. Oh, all right. All right, then. Uh, Fightful Select have reported, um, for those of you attending AEW Double or Nothing Live, Stadium Stampede is said to have a significant live element to it. Sources that they had spoken to wouldn't give away exactly what that means, but they said it would be a unique live experience. Last year, Stadium Stampede was completely pre-taped. This year, by the sounds of it, is going to be completely live and there's going to be something quite interesting for those in attendance have you seen stadium i i think it's just gonna start and end in the ring okay or that being said i mean the stadium's literally next door to daily's place yeah so they might actually have some fans in the stadium so what so what they could what they could do with this which would be very cool is but I, I don't I don't see how it would work because Stadium Stampede wasn't a cinematic match. So I I'd like them to kind of keep to that to a degree. 
but obviously yeah. you can't have like a live show where they've got the fans just sat there watching that watching the screen a screen for 45 minutes um well, they did that with blood and guts the other week so they did um but it, it, they got away with it because they had ended up having blood and guts follow it it was fucking wow. banging yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they got away with that uh and I, I suppose they did it with all out as well where they had the opening match being the the cinematic match they've done they've done cinematic matches on pay-per-views with fans but i i i get the impression that they're probably going to start it off in the ring in place and fight the way to the stadium because it's not that far it's literally golf like carts. golf carts will be heavily involved not not even golf carts like literally they could walk it they could walk there in less than two minutes oh is it that close yeah, yeah, it's like literally like a, a big stretch, like a concourse. Oh, okay. And there's you're on the field That's from cool. from the ring because they did it with their Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara when they did that that oh, very scary yeah. match yeah. where they fought from like they basically fought from the concourse where the um, stadium stampede would have been right into the arena. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I mean. I, have you seen the original stadium stampede? Uh, yes. So, as as you know, the the um, the kind of the the thing that made that so cool was that they were they were fighting all over the the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like there, there was different like sub stories, like Kenny and Hangman in the bar fighting with Hager, yeah. and then Matt Hardy and like the the pool area oh. fighting with Proud and Powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, um, Sean Spears has been talking about it as well in uh, the press. Like, obviously, they've done all the press stuff today, yeah. uh, saying it's going to be a lot more violent than the first one. Yeah, i i wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they did. Like, I'm trying to think how they do it. Like, the the only thing I could see them doing maybe is if they move. If they didn't like do what I've said, where like they move from the ring to the stadium. Maybe they do it after them, like after the world title match. Oh, okay. Have some like video packages and vignettes and all that bollocks playing, um, and move the fans to the stadium. Oh, okay. Just watch it all, and up. then, yeah, and then they yeah. have like a, basically a force count anywhere match around the stadium, <laughs> and the fans are there. Yeah, yeah. But then with COVID, that might not be too safe. Um. But yeah, either, either way, I'm I'll, like Stadium Stampede, one of my matches of the year last year. I'm really excited for this one. Um, Loads we'll of intrigue around it, whatever they do, just yeah, having that option of an entire stadium next to where you already film your show opens up a whole host of, of ideas. And yeah, AW is still at the stage as well where I still trust them, whatever they do. Yeah. Like it's it's not like WWE where they'll they'll announce some like stipulation match. I'll be like, wait, what? It's like, a what now? <laughs> like an eye for an eye match, um, <laughs> for example, where you just like, what? Are you sure about that? Or a swamp fight? <laughs> it Stadium Stampede. When they did it the first time, it was brilliant. I'm sure. However, they change it this time to suit this feud is going to be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a lot of faith. We're probably going to watch uh, Dynamite tomorrow at some point together, aren't we, mate? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, boy. Yes, um, boy. So, moving on to Dynamite. Uh, 
AEW will be running at least the go home for Double or Nothing and the Dynamite after two on Friday nights in the future Rampage time. In the future Rampage time slot directly after SmackDown. Uh, obviously tonight they're doing that. Um, there's also said to be other episodes of the two due to NBA, NBA playoffs. Uh, Meltzer alluded that this could be going on as far as July. Okay. I, I thought the playoffs weren't that long. Um, they've also, at the end of June, got a dynamite on a Saturday night. Cool. So, yeah. Obviously, um, to, to add comparatively to that, the dynamite that Brody won the TNT title on was on a Saturday night. So, ah, okay. Um, because of this. So, yeah, that, that, it makes sense that this time of year, um, be better once they're on TBS and they don't have to worry about this nonsense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, sticking with basketball, uh, big Shaquille O'Neal has revealed on Twitter that he will return to AEW to wrestle this summer. It's cool. You know what? After the match he had with uh, Cody and Red Velvet, him and G, right, right. fucking here for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sha- Shaq looked like an absolute beast and he, he looked like he put the work in um yeah him and cody doing the spot through the tables at the end was mental yes i i was i was absolutely like again not against the match but i was like very skeptical about it yeah yeah um and then when when the match happened i was like within like minutes of shack coming and i was like this is fucking fantastic this is big <laughs> I, he did the Brody tribute. He did the table spot. I was like, yeah, Shaq gets it. Shaq gets it. Shaq of course, it. Shaq gets it. Um, <laughs> it, it. It's interesting that he said in summer he'll return mm-hmm. to wrestle in AEW. Um, you know, just because okay. of who they've got on commentary who's currently training for a return to the ring. Oh, hello. Hello, Big Paul. No BS. No BS. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's um he's a dark horse as well to be in the the wild card entry for me in the casino battle royal. Battle royal. Do you reckon? Yeah, well he's on commentary for it and they made a big deal that he's commentating on it. Oh, okay. And I've seen the Royal Rumble. I remember when Booker T came out with his fucking suit on and took his took his suit off and had his gear <laughs> underneath. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> you tell me big you tell me big show isn't gonna just rip his suit off with one hand. Uh, I was fucking well, singing underneath. Well, different well, musical, all different time. Right. <laughs> to, to be fair, I'm I'm actually excited to see what he does in AEW as well because yeah, it's it's out of comfort zone. Mm. Like everyone who everyone who kind of like is like WWE through and through that shows up outside of WWE. I'm always like, ooh, okay, let's see what these do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like Jake Hager. Um, even then, Hager's been like quite good in AW recently. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on, uh, Tony Khan announced on AW's un- unrestricted podcast this week. It I really like that he's got this habit of um of like doing a podcast with uh, Shivani, basically yeah. the week before the pay per view and the- announcing stuff for the next one. Um, that the women's casino battle royal will indeed return. At all out in Chicago, where they usually do it. Yeah, um, late August, early September. In a side note, no chill Phil. Um, Chicago's own No Chill Phil <laughs> has been tweeting an awful lot about AEW this weekend. 
Has he now? He has. More than usual. Um, <laughs> which is to say, he's been tweeting a lot about it. He's probably just fucking with the fans, but you know. Of course it, he is, because that's what he does. He didn't it, want to come back to the ring. If he was going to, he'd have done it already. I mean, he's kind of come back to the ring. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. He did He did that TV show with friend of the podcast. Um What's his name? I can't even remember his fucking name. He's, he's that good a friend, you can't remember his name. Well, he's a, write, he's a writer on the show, mate. Friend oh, of a friend. Oh. Friend of my mother's. Um, oh, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I like um, that. And, yeah, he did that, he did that show um, where he's, he's actually done wrestling, wrestled Stephen Amell on an episode of it. Oh, yeah. Um, which uh, looks... counts, I guess. I may, may, maybe, maybe, and he did the he did the other thing where he uh, made the surprise appearance on that indie show where he was wearing the Luchador mask and GTS someone. Oh yes, so he did. Yes. Um, may, maybe he's been bitten by the bug. I mean, if anyone's gonna just throw money at him and convince him to do it, it will be AEW. It seems like Uncle Tony's like game for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll I'll do this last bit as well because it kind of ties into. The other thing uh, with the unrestricted, because uh, you said it on that as well, uh, Tony Khan and also Cody Rhodes alluded to this as well, uh, that AW will mention that AW will be looking to expand its roster now that the new Rampage show and eventual move to TBS have been announced. Um, yeah, I, I like... I to, Tony actually alluded to the fact that there's going to be debuts this weekend. Mm, yes, Obviously, yeah. Obviously, the, the, there's a guaranteed surprise debut or possibly return as the wild card. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on who that might be? Um, Ryback. No thanks. Um, <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if it was um, Speedball Mike Bailey's a name that's been getting thrown about a lot. Okay. Um, He's friends with a lot of guys in the company. He's been on the AW Among Us streams they've been doing the last oh. couple of weeks. Uh, and he's he's just a solid worker. WWE also trying to sign him to NXT, so it would make sense if he's shown up there. Oh, I see. Um other than that, like a lot of a lot of these uh free agents aren't gonna be around till July, are they? Mm. Mid July. So yeah, yeah. the uh, that being said, um, oh no, the NXT ones were a, couple, a bit later, weren't they? They were last week. I was yeah. going to say, that being said, the NXT ones would be up then, but they're not. Um, the only other two like big names I can think of at the moment, and I could be wrong because they could like just drop someone from New Japan in there and just surprise us all. <laughs> um, but the only like big names really I can think of are Andrade, mm. um, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Maybe Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt Angle's not a bad shout. Yeah, but then it feels, I don't know. So, like, so the wild card entries they've had in previous Battle Royals, just to kind of run through it that quick. The first one was Hangman, yeah, who didn't have a match on the card because his match with Pac got cancelled. Um, so it was like kind of a shoe in, oh, Hangman's going to be the 30th man. Yeah. And yeah. he was. Uh, the second one was Seidel. Oh, yeah. We know that and out. Mm. Um, <laughs> but he's been he's been a good hand for AW in the last twelve months. Yeah. 
tagging with his brother. Yeah, and he's had, he's had some like good singles matches. He had an awesome match with Christian. I think it was last week. Okay. Uh, if you get a chance to watch that, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, maybe on a train journey tomorrow. Um, <laughs> um, well, Smackdown on that train journey too. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then the other that I can think of, as I say, Speedball Mike Bailey he'd be like a good set of hands like that. Mm. He's really, really talented. Or even even someone like Warhorse. Like a, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize how much fans were clamoring for Warhorse to go back to uh, AEW. Really. Yeah, he's like the only guy that in, from Cody's like open challenges he did that didn't get signed as well. Huh. And he was all he's awesome. He's really charismatic. Obviously, he had like commitments on the indie scenes, or maybe he wanted to do that and then free it up. And Warhorse has been liking stuff where people are like, I hope Warhorse is the wild card. I hope they sign Warhorse. Mm. So the where the smoke there might be fire, but either way, I'm I'm excited for a lot of stuff this week. Oh, uh, Big Tony's been hyping up a lot of surprises. I think we'll probably get a few cameos in the uh, stadium stampede match. Yeah. Because it's just it it's just usually mental, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, Gangi. <laughs> Should we go to the rest of the world? Should we see what's Let's going on elsewhere? Let's do it. Let's talk about the wild card for the casino bar royal match because <laughs> <laughs> Yusuke Okada has revealed little Kazu, huh? little Kazu? <laughs> it's revealed That's that he tested beautiful. positive for COVID-19 he was recently pulled from wrestling Dontaku uh, Taichi also revealed to Tokyo Sports that he tested positive too El Desperado also revealed on Twitter that he tested positive so it is rife Around New yeah. Japan. There was talk that eight to 11 talents had COVID 19 or had tested positive for COVID 19 or shown symptoms. Uh, Akada said he'd, he was in isolation and he'd actually like had a, a couple of negative tests and then he went to work out and he was starting to struggle like to like keep his breath and then he took another test and found out he was positive. Oh, shit. Um, I, I think this is kind of a blessing in disguise for Akada though, getting some time off. Yeah. Because He's been dealing with a back injury for ages. Oh, and because okay. he's a carder and he's like the best wrestler of all time. Ever. Um, ever. He's like God of wrestling. <laughs> um, because of that, he's like, he's just carried on. And him having a couple months off, maybe, it, well, not a couple months, but you know, but a month off, it's probably helped him. Yeah. To a degree. Yeah, yeah. Especially because he was like in a little mini feud with Minoru Suzuki. No one wants that. Um, <laughs> you need at least a month to recover from I that. mean that being said that might have sorted this back out with some of the stuff Suzuki was doing to him it's not a licensed chiropractor he could be, <laughs> he could be one um, <laughs> moving on to impact news now big old moose's contract is set to expire in June uh, as we've covered already wrestling observer said moose should be signed or agreed to an extension with Impact. Moose, however, has since refuted that claim, saying it isn't true. Uh, There was, I I mean, there's a lot of kind of talk about the fact that Moose might be working people here and he's at least agreed an extension with Impact. So, yeah. Can, so, because obviously he's got the match against uh, Kenny Omega against all odds. 
Yeah. Which is sometime in June, I believe, which we'll be defo watching. Absolutely. Because um, that's gonna be amazing. Um the, there's been a there's been a lot of talk about maybe there's gonna be like a wonky finish to that. And then they can do do a rematch at Slammiversary where it's a bigger show and a bigger deal. Oh, I and see. I think Moose will probably be up for sticking around for a month, wouldn't he, if that was the case? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what well, moose is the entry into the casino battle royale? I nearly put him on my predictions, which I haven't actually filled out yet. <laughs> but I nearly there, there's two people I kind of considered because obviously it's like the, their version of the Royal Rumble, the winner gets a title shot. Yeah, yeah. So I I was thinking it could have been Moose or it could have been Rich Swan. Ooh, little Rich Swan. But I, I yeah, I, I don't know because Rich Swan seems busy in impact at the moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas Moosey Moose, he's he's got his fucking sights laser focused on Kenny Omega. One can and also, yeah, also like the way their feuds going at the moment, like they could they could br- really drag that out for a couple of months. Dragon, have have you seen the promo exchange that Moose, Kenny, and Don Callis had the other week? Uh I saw. Was it something about? It was I mean, Don Callis mentioned something about him not being able to cut it in Ring of Honor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Moose was like, "Look, back off because it's between me and Kenny. So unless you want to get hurt, fucking hell, stop running your mouth." And then Kenny was panicking, and oh, uh, it, it like this feud. I'm really excited for. I, I think that this could be like a dark horse for match of the year for me. Dragon, they're both good enough. It's true, it's true. And remember when we were watching Hard to Kill and they were in the ring that together for like two minutes? Tag, like, was it a six-man yeah. tag? A six-man, yeah. yeah. And Moose yeah. and Kenny had like instant chemistry. It was like, Ooh. why haven't we had this before? Why? Give this to me now. <laughs> why <laughs> isn't this the top feud in why, AEW? Why haven't I got this on an intravenous drip into my veins? <laughs> yeah. That being said, I can definitely see Moose showing up in AEW after all said done. Yeah. Friend, he's friends with uh, the elite boys, isn't he? So he is. Instant Mo- money. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Chelsea Green has revealed that she is one hundred percent cleared to wrestle again. Good fucking news. Yes, Chelsea Green. She tweeted, "Today is a great day. It's been a rough couple of years, but after three surgeries, two plates, and one emergency removal, I am cleared to wrestle again." She is heavily rumoured to return to Impact for Slammiversary, but has also stated that she wants to wrestle for Ring of Honor too, and has been linked to AEW. Um, Impact sounds like a sensible choice, being that Matt Cardona's there, but... I don't know, Ring... Is it Matt Cardona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know, Ring Ring of Honor of... Uh, currently in the process of completely rebuilding their women's division from the ground up. Mm. They haven't really got a big star there. She could be it. She could be like the crown jewel of that women's division. Mm. Like, they, they've got Angelina Love, who's like a former Impact Women's Wrestling Champion. Um, she's very good. Yeah. But... They've also got Chelsea Green, who's a lot like a lot younger than Angelina Love. Uh, they could really build the division around her. 
And I don't think she, I, I say a lot younger, I don't think she's that much younger, but she's definitely like Angelina Love has kind of like dipped in and out of retirement and right. whether she'll stick around and all that. Um, but yeah, like she, she'd be like my pick for Ring of Honor, like looking at some of the people they've been bringing in as well. Mm-hmm. A relative unknowns. She'd be an awesome addition there. Impact, um, she's best mates with Dion Pravraza, a feud yeah. writes itself. And AW, um, I mean, Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker would be fucking money. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. And we, we've had we've had Chelsea Green and Britt Baker show, like, face-off at All In, in the Fatal 4-Way. Mm. But we didn't get Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker, where we've got, like, the hot mess versus yeah. DMD. Yeah. Like, Britt, Britt Baker now, where she's, like, in her absolute prime as a heel. So, yeah, Britt Baker's very different to the, the Britt Baker from that initial face-off. Yeah. She... For like, in my opinion, she's one of the best heels around at the moment. She's so good. Yeah, she's yeah. just awesome. Yeah, uh, love old Brit. But <laughs> yeah, wherever she lands, she's going to be a star. So good for her. Yes. Um, someone who isn't cleared though is Will Osprey. Um, sadly, he gave an update on his injury. Um, over Twitter this week. Uh, so on social media, Osprey said about his current status. Had my physio pop over to my house earlier today. Uh, and after further digging, I'm now being referred for another MRI, MRI in my lower back as well as well for fears I may have the same issue in my neck. Um, Jesus. Things ain't looking good, but I'm determined to come back this year. Thanks for all the support. Um, did you see the picture of the x-ray you put up? Yes. It, looked, it didn't look good. No. I'm, I mean, it, Will Ospreay is someone who's not really been off injured. He's had injuries. He's had injuries that should have kept him out for fucking months and he's come mm. back in weeks. Super um, seen it. Yeah, I, I I don't think he's super seen it. I think he's just come back too soon. Do you reckon? Um, this is it all catching up. I mean, love him or hate him, he's a talented guy. Yeah, man. And he's not even 30. That's mad. That he is needs, mad. He needs to be fucking careful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you look at like the 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 other side of that of a carder when you talk about his back before, mm. and a carder's like thirty two, I think. Yeah, thirty one, thirty two, and the style he works, it's definitely not safe. Like he he, <laughs> he he does some silly bumps every now and again, but at the mm. same time, it it's enough to protect himself that he he'll be able to still be doing this like well into his fifties. Same with same with like look at Suzuki. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Suzuki's fucking in his fifties. He's harder than a coffin nail, <laughs> and he, he's managed to protect himself like this long. And he doesn't so, like, slow it up anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Osprey, like he, he's changed the style a bit, but I think I think this might be the time for him to to do like because look at Rey Mysterio as well. He did that. He changed yep. the style. Yep. He didn't change it much. He tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. Just to kind of take the strain off his knees and his ankles. That's it. And yeah. his back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just hopefully uh, he's not out too long. I know there was actually talk of doing of um CM Punk versus Osprey. 
Bloody hell, yeah. Straight. And I'm, I'm not talking about like rumours, I'm talking straight from the horse's mouth. CM Punk said, let's see if you still got that belt in the summer, pal. Fuck it out. So word again. Yeah, there's that word again. But <laughs> it, again, with Punk like saying that, it, it's obviously could have been worse time for Osprey. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, he also, um, Voices of Wrestling have said that there may have been a disagreement with Osprey and New Japan about how to treat his neck injury. Um, he returned to the UK and the company wanted him to remain in Japan. Um, I personally think he's done, like, made the right call there based on, yeah, based on the way Japan is compared to the way we are. Uh, where Japan's like not even like barely rolled out the fucking first like shot of the vaccine, mad, yeah. Whereas, and like they're, they're heading for like more lockdowns now, mm. whereas we're like kind of okay. Starting um, to get to the other side of it. Starting to heal. Um, the site also says the original plan for Osprey was to drop the world title to a car there before taking the time off to heal up. Uh, but the COVID outbreak made that impossible. Um, so there was meant to be a New Japan show on Tuesday, just gone. Yeah. Which was going to be Osprey versus Okada 2. Okada would have beaten with. One remake. One. One of them. Count them. One. one. <laughs> Aaron, if you're listening, pal, just one. Is that worthy? <laughs> one. one. Moving on. The main event for NWA's next pay-per-view is now official as world champion Nick Aldis, friend of the podcast, will defend against Trevor Murdoch at When Our Shadows Fall. It will take place on June the 6th. Good on. They, um, they did a really good promo for this. Um, so ba- basically, um, obviously Trevor Murdoch and WWE was just a tag team wrestler. Yeah. Wasn't really anything special. Uh, NWA have made a big, big, big deal about the fact that yeah, Harley but... Race trained Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. Obviously Harley Race, widely regarded by many as one of, if not the greatest NWA Wales champion of all time. Yeah. Um, and Trevor Murdoch, like, after, he, he was in a battle royal, basically, he won it. Uh, he, he's been ch- he's been chasing Aldis since before the pandemic. They've, really? been build, they've been building, like, this feud for fucking ages. So I'm glad that he's getting his match, because, like, they were, they were teasing it, and then Aldis, um, Aldis went off to do a feud with a... Uh, he who shall not be named um, from Ring of Honor, right? Um, and then they did kind of alluded to the fact that Trevor Murdoch was going to be the guy to challenge after that. Um, How he long lost. Has Nick Aldis been NWA champion for? Um, two or three years. Bloody hell! When when was all in? All in was 2018, wasn't it? 2018, yeah. Shit, it's been three years. Yeah. He won it back. He won the NWA title back off Cody like six weeks later. Okay. That was the last time he won the belt. Christ. So it's yeah, it's it's three years this year. <laughs> um and prior to that he held it. I I get the impression that Murdoch's probably going to beat Aldis for this. Really? 
yeah, like they've 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 done like a really good job of building them up. And it, it, it's funny because like before the pandemic, there was so many people who were kind of good challenges for Aldis, and then the pandemic happened. Their yeah. their contracts expired, and the all those good challenges have kind of gone elsewhere. The main one being a uh, one LA Knight. Oh, okay. Um, he was basically brought into NWA and primed to be the guy to take the belt off Nick Aldis. Right. And they were like kind of slow building that Ricky Starks being another. I was say, Ricky Starks was another one, wasn't he? Um, yeah. And I mean, Trevor Murdoch's very good. Like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I don't think like some of his work in NWA is match, his match against Ricky Starks for the NWA TV title in the final of the TV titles tournament hmm. made Ricky Starks a star in my opinion like yeah. that was the match for me where it clicked where I went god he's I good <laughs> yeah. he, he's one of the best guys around yeah yeah and then and then his match with Cody obviously did that but yeah I I'm actually really excited for this pay-per-view I'm probably going to buy it um, yeah with my actual money um, my actual hard-earned pennies yeah NWA is in a really weird rebuilding stage at the moment but it seems like they're doing the right thing so i'm, I'm probably gonna buy I'm, I'm i'm thinking of buying their like monthly tv thing which is the same as aw's for a fire oh, okay cool. um and i'm probably gonna end up buying their pay-per-view as well because they're they're great they're doing good stuff why not more of it, please someone else who i'm very invested in nowadays and i am extremely excited for the return of is MLW. Um, they announced the second round of their 2021 open draft uh, this Thursday. They, I like the fact as well that it's, I didn't realize this. So the way they're drafting is they've got all different factions. So they've got like American top team, which is like an, an MMA themed one. Right. They've got um, Contra, obviously, which yeah, yeah, yeah. friend of podcast, Jacob Fatu is the yeah. leader of. Yes. Really. Um, and they've got a couple of others. Um, but one of them's Azteca Underground, which is why they didn't announce anyone for that this week. Because, oh, yeah, there's a, this is heavily American top team. So first off, uh, not not affiliated with anyone. we got Gringo Loco. Uh, I'm not too familiar with him. He's He said he's a veteran from Chicago. Right. I've, I've heard pretty good things. Um, uh, next, we got King Mo, who is a former MMA fighter. He was signed to Impact Wrestling or TNA at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a rabbit hole if you wanna if you wanna see ask Big Tasty about that tomorrow. <laughs> see, see what he's gonna say on that. I'll leave well, out that Big Mo or TNA as a whole. <laughs> King just King Mo. Ask him right. about King Mo and okay. he'll be upset. Um <laughs> American top team actually debuted in um as a wrestling faction because they're a, they're an MMA team as i say they debuted as a wrestling faction in impact um which was led by bobby lashley oh no way because it's the um it's the like the leader of that faction or like the manager of that faction is um bobby lashley's mma coach oh that's cool oh bobby lashley was in was it bellator he was in yeah 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 and there's a couple of guys from american top team who are in bellator or ufc um and then they're kind of like King Mo's from Bellator, I believe. Right. Um, and they're 
kind of like edging that towards more wrestling focus now. Um, That's cool. Moving on, Phil, Filthy Tom Lawler from oh, yeah. Team Filthy. And um, obviously he's been part of Bloodsport. He's in New Japan um, Pro Wrestling Strong mm-hmm. uh, from New Japan USA. Um, that's Isn't something in tournament, like a month. Yeah, he's he's their uh, open weight champion at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is an absolutely stunning belt, by the way. Oh, gold And a guy that I got very excited about when I saw this because the the last uh, person, like for the new sign, and basically they have an inter- a little interview with, and this is a guy I knew absolutely nothing about. Hmm. And afterwards, I was like, I can't wait to see this guy wrestle, the Suplex Assassin Alex Kane. Oh, so basically, if you took Big E and you crossed him with Taz, you'd get the Suplex Assassin Alex Kane. Christ, I like right. I'm instantly looking him up. <laughs> he, he's a hoss, and he does a shit ton of suplexes. Uh, he's he's also going to be representing American Top Team. Oh, hip Jesus wept. Yeah, he's a big guy. And he, woo! And also from the interview, he seemed like quite charismatic. So yeah. I was like, okay, this guy's this guy's intriguing me. He's probably one to watch. Um he needs to take the batteries out of his hoss alarm. <laughs> oh god. Big, big tasty is gonna like uh, that's the other thing. It's gonna a cross of Lucha Underground and Hosses at the moment, <laughs> MLW. And they've they've not even drafted Calvin Tankman yet, which don't get me started on Calvin Tankman. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> oh man! Or they haven't even they haven't even drafted fucking Jacob Fatu yet. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, saving him as saving him as like the head of one of the big ones. It's because he's coming to WWE. That working relationship is going to usurp Roman and become the head of the table. If anyone could do it, Jacob Fatu can. It's Jacob in it. Yeah. <laughs> good. He'd be good as like a heavy for Roman though as well. He would. He would. Last little bit of news from the rest of the world. Fightful has heard a lot of buzz coming out of the most recent Impact tapings for an X Division match that impressed many who watched it. We're told that an hour-long X Division title match was filmed over the weekend, but we're not given the names of the participants. In an update, we've learned over the last few days that uh, we're told it was an Iron Man match. Impact announced last night at time of recording that it will be Joshua Alexander versus TJP, and that the majority of the match will be airing on BTI on the Impact Wrestling YouTube channel. But the final part of the match, opening Impact, that sounds like it's going to be fucking excellent. I- I'm going to watch that. Yes, I am. Me too. I'm going to watch that. Josh Alexander's amazing. Like, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. I still haven't seen as much with their El Phantasmo yet, but I, I I was worried for Josh Alexander when Ethan Page left um, yeah. Impact because yeah. not, that, not that I wasn't worried about his ability. His ability is, like, undeniable. He's, he's fantastic. Mm. But the fact that the North was so over yeah, and the North are, like, for me, one of the best tag teams in the world. Like, I, I really want the North to reform an AW soon. I, I that, that's all I want. And, <laughs> and I know that Josh Alexander's contract is up in September, so that could happen. Oh, okay. But this little run they've given with the X Division title, talk about like legitimizing a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, 
he's just so good. He's like he's like Kurt Angle. Yeah. Like he, he yeah. literally reminds me of Kurt yeah. Angle. He's the best comparison. He's just awesome. Um TJP can go, we know that. Um but yeah, I'm I'm absolutely excited for this match. I think Josh Alexander's gonna be pretty much put on the map with this match. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Then when he shows yeah. up in AEW and miss Miro for the TNC title before the North. Uh, go after the books. <laughs> yes. Yes. Give boy. me what I want. <laughs> That's the news. That's yes, boy. That was a big old episode. Big old hefty chunk of news there. Yes. That's what we bring you. We bring you all the news in hefty, hefty chunky yeah. slabs. Cheers, Absolutely. Guys. Probably didn't know we had stuff breaking as we were doing it this week. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate you checking us out as always and we will catch you next week for some more wrestling news. Look after yourselves wherever you are in the world. Have a bloody awesome weekend. Take care. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And Fatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.